everyone, and welcome to another single eight show. Your name is? Michael Davis, and your name is? Rick Kane, and you are? Hannah Mills. So we have a special guest. I have asked Rick Kane to join us because the last few weeks we haven't been noticing anything different. So I kind of wanted to bring the sibling conversation in on this conver- and on this podcast, if that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So single age, let's start it out and let's go through our questions. Did you notice anything different last week? Not really, other than I was able to keep more curls. Okay. Other than that. So again. But I don't know how that. Testosterone is not a steroid, so I cannot confirm <laughs> or deny that you were able to do more curl-ups because of the testosterone. But what testosterone is known for, as we watch the commercials with Doug Flutie and Frank Thomas, yeah. they are able to give us more energy and more performance energy. So that might have something to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. Can I, can I jump to 31 to 41? And then I jump to 41 to 51 on our curl up catch mm-hmm. cool. in the course of two weeks. So, for the view listeners who don't know, a curl up is like a sit up or like a pull up? Kind of like a pull up, but it's more like an in between. Of a pull up and a curl up. All right, so because you're so, kind of pulling yourself forward. Are you doing it on a bar? Or are you laying down? Laying down. It's it's almost like doing a sit up, but you're not sitting up. You're you using go, your arms to pull yourself up. It's not like crunches. Crunch. It, it's like a crunch. Or do you stick your arms straight out and pull yourself off the ground? At school, we do them. Um, um, straight out at karate, we do them with our arms connected. All right, these are crunches. Our, yeah. yeah, these are crunches. It, now, now that you've described it as with karate, they're crunches. Yeah. All right, but that's cool. So you're getting your your energy level up with your crunches. So that's cool. Again, I'm not a doctor, but I also know you're not taking a steroid. Yeah. So I don't know if testosterone makes you stronger, but I do know, courtesy of Doug Flutie and Frank Thomas, it does enhance your performance energy. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right, so that's something new that you've seen this week. Yeah. All right, have you have you noticed anything else new this week? Other than how easy it's getting to do the shot, no. Let's talk about how much easier it, it is getting for you to do your shots. Let's, let's discuss that for a few minutes. It's getting more like muscle memory now, more than anything else. So now you're not... Okay, so we do need to talk about this. You're becoming very, very comfortable with giving your shots. Yeah. Almost to the extent, I'm going to guess, because you you use the phrasing muscle memory. Almost to the extent that you feel like you really don't need to think about it while you're doing it, right? Yeah. Okay. Almost like, oh, my brain goes, oh, it bubbles. 
compelling my arm to go up and down with the... Yeah. Yeah. Like, you don't have to tell your brain it's sending the signal to do the thing. So I, I want to give you a warning. And this is this could, this will come in a place that Ricky can join in on this conversation. The more comfortable you get with this, you're almost going to need to become intentionally more focused. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. All right. So I want to I'm going to bring Ricky into this conversation because Ricky has been learning to drive, and Ricky is starting to get more and more comfortable with the driving. But you and I have kind of had this conversation. The more comfortable that you get, you almost have to become more aware. Yeah, because the more comfortable you get, you're, you you naturally start to relax more because you're more confident and you're more comfortable. You're like, I got this, so you can relax. So you, you start to relax more. But then that also means, like, if it's like driving, you go faster. And then you, because you're, like, relaxed you don't pay attention as much anymore so even though you know it really well you need to be more focused because you might accidentally do something you didn't mean to because you're just relaxed and the more comfortable we become with something and the more relaxed we become with something the more potential we have with making mistakes right yeah so single h i'm gonna have you both share an example of this in karate you're doing a form yeah. And you've done this form 675,000 times. No, Dosan or Tanji. Yeah, Dosan, Tanji. Or um, the first the first form is Tanji, right? Yes. Yeah. So, but does that mean you're not going to make a mistake in it? It means that there's possibility to because you're comfortable with it. Because footwork is always the, t- the hardest thing in 10G. Yes. And you can always find a new way of messing up. Yes. So I, I'm glad you brought up footwork because footwork should be a fundamental point of your, of your, of your um, form, right? Yeah. I couldn't think of the word form. There like, is an example of what we're talking about right we're now. Look, so we're doing yoga right now. In the front, when we do the chi blocks, or you might have heard them called eye rake when we're in the front stand, I always, my body finds a new way to make that turn into that chi block. Make that stance not a front Yes. More and less a very bad back stance. And your front stance is a fundamental part of katas, of forms, right? Yeah. The word I couldn't think of a minute ago was actually kata. Okay. Uh, yeah. our, our forms. But it's the most fundamental thing. But it's something that you still make mistakes of. Yeah. So, Ricky, I want you to give an example of from driving or whatever. What is something that is a fundamental thing in your life that becomes a mistake just because we didn't completely think things through? Um, I'm really big into baseball, and when I I kind of played both infield and outfield. And when you become relaxed playing those roles, you might start to not 
pay it, pay attention as much until like the ball gets hit and even though you're like oh I got time I can get this or you start to think too much ahead where you're like oh well, I, I can get this religiously so what am I going to do ahead that when the ball comes to you you either you, like you might fumble the ball or like have it go through your glove or miss it because you're thinking so much ahead yeah because you're like oh I got this it's whatever so yesterday we watched the San Diego Padres uh, the first spring training game of 2023. And Gold Glove Candidate, did he win the Gold Glove? No. Gold Glove Candidate Juan Soto fumbles a pop fly. A Gold Glove Candidate Juan Soto fumbles the pop fly, right? Yeah. What is the first fundamental thing that you learn in, in Little League in the younger years of of playing ball. Catching a catching pop a pop fly. You learn how to read it. You learn about your positioning. You learn about catching it with both hands. You learn about catching it and then getting the ball back into play. All of those are fundamental things, right? Yes. But even gold glove candidate Juan Soto fumbles the ball. I'm not I'm not I'm not razzing Juan Soto. It, it's like, hey, even like this big major dude yeah. messes up sometimes. Yes. So it's the importance of keeping our focus even when things become rudimentary, like right single age? Yep. Yeah. So what what do you need to do the next time that you take your shot? Slow down. You need to do it a little bit slower. Slow the pace in your mind. And then I would even talk through again the process of taking the shot. Okay. That way you know you're not leaving the bubbles in there. That And this is the crucial thing. That way you know you're taking the right level of the shot. And, yeah. And then you know, then you're really built, then you're really building that muscle memory, right? Yeah. Because even the Grand Master talks about doing a form millions of times but still fumbling it in a fourth degree black belt test, right? Yeah. Yeah. So there is an importance of th- slowing things down in your mind, right? Right. Have you had have you had to do that in other places? Not really. Cause... Yes. You've had to do it in karate. Yeah. I, I'm going to give you that answer. Uh... You've had to slow things down in karate. Yeah. You remember when that when we were doing tournaments, uh, we haven't really gotten back to doing tournaments since COVID. Yeah. Well, you've been in a couple. But the first thing that the Grandmaster talks to you about after the tournaments is when you do your forms in a tournament, no matter how comfortable you are, you want to slow down your form. So that people can see that you actually know the steps, right? Right. Right. Ricky, when you were playing softball, how important was it for you to slow things down in your mind when that you were on the field? Oh, really, very important, especially in um, the batter's box, too. Yeah. Being able to slow things down and take it out of a certain place so that you didn't mess up. Yeah, you're supposed to move faster. You're supposed to get the ball in to a glove as fast as you can. Yeah. But if you take it too fast, 
you might not you might accidentally throw the ball too early and it might go really high you might miss the your point your your catching point if you're in the batter's box if you're not taking your time and making it at your own pace you might swing too early or swing too late and miss it yeah, yeah you'll see me when i do yoga and i'm like everyone else moves a tiny bit faster than me because i'm like i want them to look strong but i also want my muscle tension not to be so when I was showing it to one of my, um, one of my chenchains, it like, you need, like, at the first part of the form, your arms are shaking when you are doing the slow punches. Yeah. Get that perfect in between. But other than that, it looks fine. Looks good. I, I am going to talk about something that I, ha- I very rarely talk about with you two. I very rarely, if ever, talk to you about my lineage as a competing college uh, karate student. Uh, have I ever talked to you about my time taking karate and competing in tournaments? No. I really haven't. One time, I was in a tournament and there was this kid from another school. Now, the the karate, when I took karate, we went to big, like, coastal tournaments. The, the tournaments that you've done, single H, have been mostly just your dojo, the collection of your dojos having tournaments against each other. But mine was against, like, people from... Virginia, Maryland, North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee. So you went to the Valley Tournament? I, I went to the Valley Tournament. Yeah. But one of the things that happened to me one time, there was this kid who came out, and I remember this very, very vividly, because it's one of the very few times that I placed in forms. One time I got second place in forms. One, sometime in parts of unknown, we'll talk about the time that I won a sparring term. We will talk oh, yeah. about that. But I got it second place in forms. But this kid, who he was crisp and and sharp, but he he did his form so fast. I thought he was going to win because to me, I could hear his uniform popping and his kicks were sharp and everything. But he got third place. He placed lower than me. And his parents were complaining to the judges. And the judges told him, he went so quickly, we could not judge his moves. We could not analyze his moves. We couldn't see the sharp corners and things. So in that moment, uh, me, a person that did my form slower, but I did it more precise and, and smooth and, and crisply, they were able to analyze my moves and I placed higher than a guy who I thought was far better than me and God bless his parents thought they were far better than me too. And they, cause they went out for the argument. See, there's softball parents everywhere, but uh-huh. And, but it was me taking my time and showing 
my knowledge and doing things smoothly and thought through that helped me place higher, right? Right. So single H, what does that mean for your shots? Let's take more time. And you know you're doing it right. And you know that you're taking care of yourself. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Man, Rick Kane, I'm, I'm glad you were here. That kind of helped that part. Okay, so that's that's the new stuff. So, I, have you noticed anything bad this week? No. No. That's great. That's really great. So, has there been any other parts of your journey that you kind of want to share and speak through this week? Not really. Not that we can. <laughs> can we talk about Disneyland for a moment? Oh, yeah, definitely. Because we had a setback with the bathroom at Disneyland. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I thought that we have kind of gotten to the place that you are presenting. You're definitely presenting more masculine, right? Yeah. But we had a little moment at Disneyland that you would not go to the bathroom without yeah. me there to help you. Yeah, because I feel very uncomfortable in, like, theme parks yeah. and other places and, like, in, like, very out of public places going to the bathroom. Yeah, and I want you to know that that's okay. I'm getting better at it. At school, but not in at any other place, really. Yeah, because at especially at Disneyland, you don't know you don't know anybody. I mean, there's times that I don't feel comfortable going to the bathroom at Disneyland, right? Right. So, I I want you to know that that's okay, and I want you to remember that that's okay. And one of the blessings that I have with being your dad is to help you through those moments, right? Right. Right. And that's okay. And I don't really see that as a setback. I don't really see that as an issue. Because you're still processing this, right? Right. And you're still finding your comfort level and your peace within this, right? Right. Right. How was it for you, Ricky, because we kind of split up. How how was that emotionally for you as a caregiver in that moment? I felt bad that I couldn't help. Yeah. And, um, um, and kind of, um, yeah, and, like, there was a point where Hunter was just going to kind of, like, wait. And, but he really needed to go to the bathroom. He was just kind of, like, going to put it off and wait. And I was like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to do something. Yeah. So. And that's okay for you to do, too. It's Hunter's journey. It's Hunter's body. And Hunter should advocate for himself. But you saw a place that you needed, you really needed to step in and advocate for Hunter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think that's a good thing because we're, we're this this is your journey, right, Bub? Right. But it's also the fam family journey too, huh? Yeah. Sort of. Yes. That we're kind of all there, and we're all we're 
all in this together. Yeah. One by one, we are one. How's the we're, lyrics go? We're all in this together. Yeah. Let me stand side by side, make our dreams come true. Wow, cats, here we are. Okay, never mind. Nope. Okay, I don't want to pay I don't want to pay the licensing. Um but we don't want to play Mr. I I don't want to pay Kenny Omega any any more money than he deserves. Okay, but this this is sort of a family journey too, right? Right. Right. So I'm 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 glad that you advocated for honor in that moment. I, I really am. Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to share, Honor? No. No. <laughs> so that's the single eight show for this week. Your name is Michael Davis. Your name is Rick Kane, and your name is Hannah Mill, y'all. Have a week.